the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Welcome to season two of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. This season, not only will we be hearing from singers, we will also be hearing from professionals providing support services to singers. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm thrilled today to have a friend, a longtime friend and wonderful musician with me. He is a bass player extraordinaire. He plays upright bass beautifully. He plays bass guitar in all styles. He's just fantastic. Um, He is head of the jazz and contemporary music department at Roosevelt University in Chicago. And he's just an exceptional guy, a good guy. I know his family and we just have a long-standing good relationship. Scott Mason, thank you so much for being with us today. Greta, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's just been such a pleasure through all of these years to, and we won't tell people how many, but many. <laughs> we started young. We started very young in the cradle, yes. Um But it's been such a pleasure to have had an opportunity to work with you and to know you and to benefit from your top-notch musicianship. You were just just outstanding. Tell us how you got into music. How did that happen for you early in your life? Well, I think a lot of it came about because my maternal grandmother, my mother's mother, bequeathed their upright piano to us when they moved to an apartment. And I took little kid piano lessons for five or six years. Uh, and that sort of got me started in music as well as singing in a church choir for many years, which I think gave me my uh, respect and love for vocalists in general, though no one would pay to hear me sing. Uh, so uh, I think it started with the piano lessons. Uh, I played keyboards in rock bands in high school. I also was recruited into our high school orchestra at Evanston Township High School many years ago uh, to be uh, a bass player because they needed another bass in the orchestra. The orchestra was quite good. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of how I fell into bass and gradually the piano became secondary and the bass became primary. No kidding, that's so interesting. Wow, you know, and the singing, you know, is is such a great uh, informer of um, intonation for string players. You know, oh, absolutely. Really, yeah, it's, it's a it's a wonderful thing. That is so exciting. So you're you're a pianist first. I didn't know that. 
Yes, and I still play piano just for pleasure and for arranging. And of course, in my teaching, it's it's very important. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. So tell us about some of the wonderful performing experiences that you've had. You've you've played with some some very cool people through the years. Well, let me just pick out a, a few. Um, I was lucky enough to play for the Democratic National Convention in 1996, wow. which was in Chicago. And I got to play with uh, that year, Aretha Franklin. They have various guests that came in to sing the national anthem or uh, other tunes as preparation for the arrival of President Bill Clinton. And I got to play with Bill Clinton, who is a tenor saxophonist. He's probably a much better politician than saxophonist, but I did get a chance to play with President Clinton. That's cool. In the jazz world, I've played with Bunky Green. I've played uh, with Judy Roberts, who is still with us, wonderful mm-hmm. pianist, vocalist here in Chicago that yeah. uh, your local listeners will recognize. Um, and I played with somebody I really learned a lot from, again, somebody local, uh, Joe Daly, a tenor saxophonist who had a series of bands all through his career playing his compositions, which were what we would call free jazz, but I really learned a lot playing with Joe and a lot of people of my age were in bands with Joe or took lessons from Joe, either in saxophone or improvisation and really benefited from his, just his presence. Wow, that's exciting. That's exciting. So you've been playing all along through the years, but you have also gone on to be an educator and have have risen to a very high rank at Roosevelt University. Tell us about that. I started teaching, I think like many musicians, uh, when I was young, looking for a way to make money during the day. You know, uh, perhaps like you, I had work at night, but I was thinking, how can I augment that income during the day? And of course, teaching was a, a logical uh, extension of that. So I started with private students just teaching out of my apartment mm-hmm. and gradually uh, taught for the old American Conservatory, oh, yeah. uh, which was downtown, mm-hmm. taught for DePaul for their community music program, taught for Vandercook uh, College, mm-hmm. uh, one of our great music education institutions. Uh, But my main teaching has been since 1984 at Roosevelt University for the Chicago College of Performing Arts. Mm -hmm. They didn't have much of a jazz program at the time, so I kept proposing new classes and introducing them, and they kept letting me teach them. Wow! And um, eventually I was able to parlay that into a full-time visiting position, which is, of course, is a position that's renewed year to year. Mm-hmm. And then after a little break, uh, they offered me full-time uh, job in 2009, wow. non-tenure track, what we call a teaching professor. Mm-hmm. So my duties there involve uh, principally teaching and service, but I'm, there's not an expectation of research or yeah. creative work. That's the, that's the difference. Yeah. Wow, that is fantastic. So how large is the jazz department there at Roosevelt? Currently we're at, oh, let me think, we're at 18 students. So it's a small program. Mm -hmm. It always has been. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, we face challenges like every uh, higher learning institute does today. 
but uh, one of the strengths of our program is the individual attention that, that you will get from uh, our wonderful faculty there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic faculty, fantastic program. And uh, I, you know, I would advise anyone interested in jazz that's in the Chicago area or interested in becoming a part of the Chicago area uh, to certainly uh, investigate that and, and uh, connect with you, Scott, because, um, you know, you guys are offering a really great, a great program there. Wonderful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we, we do keep working on it. Mm-hmm. And our latest um, um, endeavor is to split the program into two branches. We've been calling it Jazz and Contemporary Music for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And starting in fall of 2023, we will actually have a contemporary music branch that uh, replaces some of the more strictly jazz classes like jazz arranging and composition with songwriting and production. We're going to add a couple of music technology classes and we're going to tweak some of the existing classes uh, like the jazz theory class that I have been teaching for so many years to make it a little bit more inclusive to uh, not strictly jazz, but more jazz and American music that's been influenced by jazz. Yes like R&B, like blues, uh, et cetera. Yeah, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. So from your experience in the business and as an educator, what kinds of advice would you give if you had three bits of advice to give to young people coming along, whether they are at the point of making a college decision or if they're younger than that, what would you advise them? Well, the first thing I always tell the students is if you're going for a career in the arts, whether it's jazz or contemporary music, if it's in the visual arts, if it's in uh, what we would call classical music, you have to be prepared for an unconventional career. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to uh, become an entrepreneur to a greater or lesser extent. And my, uh, my head is off to you in that department in terms of, uh, showing people how they can become entrepreneurs. Oh, thank you, Scott. In one way or another, as you know, we all have to figure out five or six income streams mm-hmm. because one of them is drying up and another one is opening up. Yeah, that's right. So there's my first caveat. You know, if you want to do this, be prepared for the unconventional. Mm-hmm. Um, the second, I think, would be know your instrument or voice thoroughly. That's a big reason why you're going to come to school, Mm -hmm. uh, is to go through a program of supervised study. A good friend of mine, Larry Gray, another wonderful bass player and master musician, Mm -hmm. once said to me words to the effect of, what can school offer you that you can't do on your own? The answer is really nothing except Mm -hmm. that it can save you some time because it's organized. Mm -hmm. And we've worked hard on this as has every, uh, music conservatory or school and we can we have a program that works and you can come out at the other end uh, really a vastly different and I hope much improved musician (laughs) than you were at the beginning Mm -hmm. and my third piece of advice has nothing to do with music but again you are an exemplar of that you have to be an incredible people person you're going to deal with a lot of people uh, in various roles not just musicians, you know, of people who hire musicians, agents. Mm-hmm. If you want to go into teaching, you'll be dealing with uh, administrative people. If you want to go into another 
area to augment your income. You'll be dealing with not just musician creative types. And uh, again, this is something we help you with in school. We have a music business class. And I think all of our faculty try and model this people person behavior. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. no, very um, go ahead, I'm sorry. The, um, the old adage that a bachelor's degree in anything is going to augment your lifelong income still holds true despite all of the challenges that higher ed is is dealing with these yeah. days so i suppose that's an add-on to the people person thing yeah. the degree is is worth it um and we try and make it as much as possible so we can tailor it to the students needs that's wonderful that's wonderful so are you working on any special projects now you were kind of mentioning something to me before about doing some composing and various other things so tell us about those things well, I'm working on two projects, and one of them was pandemic-generated. Uh, like so many of us, I had more time on my hands during the pandemic because all my teaching was remote, yeah. and we couldn't go anywhere but the grocery store or outside. <laughs> so I am working on a, a, an approach to playing scales on bass, and I won't uh, bore people with the, the gory details of it, but it's a way of uh, realizing all the scales and modes that we use as improvisers in different parts of the bass with um, as uniform a fingering set of fingerings as possible. So that's ongoing. And my second project is one that I've been supported in by the university, which is taking the jazz theory class, one of those classes I created 30 years ago, and making it uh, better in conjunction with our upcoming split into a jazz and contemporary music couple of divisions yes. by including more examples in the jazz theory class that are not strictly from bebop or from mainstream jazz, but are from R&B and also some more contemporary yeah. examples. That's great. That's great. So are those things you're going to be working on over the summer or is it, are these ongoing projects that are going to take longer than the summer? Um, they're ongoing, but I have a specific set of goals for this summer because I got a small research grant from the university and it has to be done by the time school starts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a summer project. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. This has been fantastic. Are there any other pearls of wisdom that you'd like to uh, spew upon us? <laughs> Just in conjunction with wanting to be in the arts and be... Uh, of course, in music, be a creative person, be ready for anything because opportunities will come when you least expect them and you need to be ready for them. Um, just for example, my son who's also in music, despite my efforts to uh, dissuade him from the field. He's such a great uh, guy. He's such a great uh, guy. Well, thank you. We like him too. Uh, <laughs> just got a call to play with one of the great uh, uh, Beatles cover bands that we have in the area called American English. Wow. And he was able to step in and do four shows with them on almost no notice wow. and pull off being Paul McCartney. Wow. Uh, oh my God. That's fantastic. So, yeah. It, it's great. And yeah. you just never know when that call is going right. to come and you want to be ready for it. That's right. Ben is so talented and so prepared, so yeah. prepared. And that's, that's the important thing. Yep. 
Yep. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much, Scott, for being with us today. This has been a pleasure, and I look forward to seeing you soon. We've got some upcoming gigs together. Yeah, my pleasure, Greta, and I always look forward to playing with you. It's been a great, great association. Thank you so much, Scott. Take care and enjoy your summer, and good luck with all of your projects. Okay, thank you. Okay. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's performance ear training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berkeley College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit donmixon.com. Check out our show notes for more info. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at GretaPope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer. Singer.